Coming to you from sunny Minnesota, it's the Power Block Fitness Podcast. Power Block? They told me this was Oprah. <laughs> Welcome to the More Than Just Dumbbells Podcast. My name is Jason Lindsay. And my name is Kitty Truex. How you doing, Kitty? Fantastic. Yourself, Living Mr. And dreaming. Lindsay? I'm doing wonderful. Scheming and no, believing. No, it's, it's high fives, good vibes. Change lives. Change lives. Yeah, that, we, we could call the podcast that, but we don't. We call it the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast. I like that podcast, Formerly known as Prince. No, formerly known as... I knew as that was coming. I knew it. For, Thanks for dropping that. You know, formerly known as the Power Block Fitness Podcast. Correct. How did you feel when Prince did the symbol you know, thing? You know, when I found out exactly why he did it, I thought it was a genius. Really? Yep. Why did he do it? Because he wanted to change his name to something that Warner Brothers couldn't make money off him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then once he got out of his record deal with Warner Brothers, then he changed back to Prince so he could make money on it. So he felt he got a bad deal with Warner Brothers. Well, he was one of the very big pioneers of artists keeping the rights to their music. Yeah. Uh, And he, he blazed that trail. Good for him. Yeah. It's still, it's still, Genius. it's Way still, his time. it still bothers me. I don't know if that's the word, but, and, and, and you, I'm sure you and a lot of people that he's dead. It just, it doesn't seem right. Five years, I think this last April. Correct. Five years without Prince. Yeah. You know, and, and April 21st, 2016. What, what's, what was your, what is or was your favorite thing about Prince? Cause I can, you can say is cause he's still there. He's still uh, there. I and, really enjoyed his androgyny. I really loved the, that he could all the men wanted to be him and all the women wanted to be with him type of an energy where he just didn't give up. Well, so now I, I've heard that a lot and I, I'm not going to disagree. I, I didn't want to be him. I don't want to be 5'4 wearing heels, but that's fine. I get... Got to do what you got to do when you're short. Well, I'm just saying yeah. that's fine. He's, I, didn't, I, I didn't like him because of that. I liked... I'm I liked, sorry to hear that. I like Well... Maybe you should wear some heels. I, liked him, I bet you'd like I liked it, him despite that. How about that? No. Here's here's the thing. I what I loved about him, other than his, the great music, he played every instrument. He he was super talented, and he and I liked his songs. I'm guessing he wrote most of them. Yes, if and not all for of them. a lot of other people. Um, he's he's not without some shortcomings, as everybody Who is. Uh, getting to know or reading about. I didn't. I shouldn't say getting to know Michael Bland because I didn't get to know him. But reading about the Revolution days, I mean, it just sounds like he kept people waiting around. I, whatever, you know. He's a, he's that weird artist, that quirky artist. But, oh yeah. But he, uh, he Minnesotan. He didn't abandon us. Bob Dylan abandoned us. You know. Prince didn't. And Prince right. didn't abandon us. You want to know why he stayed in Minnesota? Well, I. I a uh, quote he quoted. Kay. He said, "I stay here because it's so cold. It's it cold. keeps the bad yeah. people away." Yeah. Yeah. No, I know that I've it's heard true. him say I've heard him say that quote. I think it was on Oprah when he said that. Either way. What are we talking about today? We're talking about ten years ago as compared to today. I mean, we're talking about Prince ten? and ten years ago as compared to today. How has fitness changed? Oh, how has fitness changed? Yes. Fitness in general or like fitness, the way people train, the way people are they going to gyms or are they staying at home? Mm. How has it changed from when you were a trainer to then when I was a trainer about five years ago to now today? Well, okay, so this is this is not counting the COVID interruption. Dig it. I can go with that. Well, and for the record, if there is a record, uh, br- uh, br- there, you know, I was a I was a personal trainer in 1996, which is a lot more than 10 years ago. 10 years ago, 20-ish. I wasn't doing any personal training. It was 25 years ago. 20, even more. Yeah. All right. Even yeah, better. Yeah. Uh, so 
can we go longer than sure, 10? Sure, if you'd like to. How about I do this? I'll go real quick through the my time in the fitness industry. Love it. And then you go from there. And then I'll take it. So in, 19, in the early 90s, when I entered the fitness industry, there was about, oh gosh, I'd say 10 to 12% of the population belonged to a fitness center. And you've heard me say the term mainstream gym before, mm-hmm. and that's really all there was back then. This was long before CrossFit and the like. The main, where you pay $20, $30, $40 a month to rent a treadmill, I say a lot. Yes. And Ursa made a prediction in around 1995, mid-90s, that there would be 40% of the population by 2020. This was a prediction that Ursa, which if you don't know, and you might not know if you're listening to this, is the International Health and Racket Sports Club Association. It's a trade industry for the for the for people who own fitness centers. Got it. And uh, thank they, you. Forty percent by twenty twenty. Forty percent by twenty twenty. I'm gonna say it again. And that uh, we're at seventeen. So it didn't get there. It didn't even get close. In fact, it, it, it was fifteen or sixteen around two thousand five when the snaps and any times. And I was part of one of those. Yep. Took off like wildfire. The per, the per, proverbial tiger by the tail that Peter Taunton said he had when he uh, when snap took off. And uh, didn't get to it got to seventeen percent now. So think about that. In the nineties, it was twelve percent. In, in nineteen eighty, it was two percent. So people, okay. it was climbing big time in up until ninety in, um, through the nineties. But about two thousand and four or five, it screeched to a halt, stayed there, and has only went up one or two points since then. So I don't know if that matters to anybody listening. But my point on that is that that led the industry to go okay, well nobody's joining gyms, but people are opening gyms. So gyms started closing and other people said, well, we have to do other things in the industry. So people started opening training gyms, which I think has been a wonderful Correct. thing. Correct. So I've seen that change. Yeah, big time. I, I've seen I've seen so many options. I've seen so many, ba- ba- okay, so back in 1995, you could join a big gym or a big gym, maybe a medium gym. A medium it, gym. That was about it. Okay. 2005, you could join a neighborhood gym that was sometimes mm-hmm. n- not much bigger than this room that we're Boutique-y. in. Boutique-y. 2,000, 3,000 square foot. I owned a gym in 2008. I opened 2,700 square feet. Still there. I don't own it anymore, but I haven't owned it in 10 years. But it's still the same size. It hasn't expanded. It probably has six, 700 members. So you went from a gym that needed you know thousands of members to gyms that only needed a few hundred members. Sure. Um, there's That's been a big change. But the, the biggest one in the last 10 years has been that uh, the people that figured out, I can open up a gym and only offer as a service coaching training. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can't pay me 40 bucks a month and, and get a key card or get a key or come in when it's open and just do your own thang. Right. Can't do thang, that. Thang, chicken wing, yeah. yes. You have to be here with a coach. Now, that's going to cost you more than $40 a month, typically 120 to 300 or more dollars a month. See, that's, I'm, that segues into what I've noticed has been the biggest change is that personal training used to be for the rich and the famous mm. more, and now it's becoming so much more mainstream where people would pay more or pay maybe the same amount mm. to be with a trainer. It's more, yeah. much more generally. So personal training was. Desired. Was back in the day mm-hmm. when I, okay. so Back in the day. So here, think about this. In 1996, I got. Uh, certified through ACE, American Council on Exercise, a very popular one. And I had to sit for the test. You know, now you'd probably do it on your phone or iPad. You sat for the test? I did. I had to drive to like Minneapolis from Mankato. Oh boy. Anyway. Oh boy. We offered at the YMCA in Mankato personal training for, uh, let me get this right, $10 a session. And I got paid $5.20 an hour back then. 5.15 I think actually might have been it. 
Okay. And my director, the director of fitness who I worked for, she goes, I go, I get paid five fifteen an hour to supervise the fitness center, to walk around. Oh, YMCA, it's not that big, hard of a job. They're not, this isn't heavy lifting. Uh-huh. They typically hire young. I just happen to be a college graduate or I think I was about to graduate. It's not heavy lifting. That's no, good. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and she's like, and so I'm like, but now I'm personal training. And so I'm getting, she's like, yeah, the director says we're just going to get paid your normal hourly rate. Huh. So she goes, just clock in twice. Or because we, it was old school system, just say you did two hours. So, the, her permission, I basically okay. time theft to get $10 an hour. I was stoked for that. But that wasn't the norm. That was the Mankato Family YMCA because it was so new then, okay. personal training. But yes, if you were in Beverly yeah. Hills mm-hmm. and you hired a trainer back then, you probably paid $40, $50, $60 an hour. Then it became, in the late 90s and the 2000s, it became mainstream in the, in the cities. And when I say the, the, the major metros like Minneapolis, mm-hmm. Mankato started probably getting more of that as, as time went on as well. And um, that was the thing through the 2000s is if you wanted a trainer, if you wanted training, you hired a trainer and who's your trainer? My trainer is so-and-so. My trainer is Kitty. My trainer is Dan. My trainer is... Right. And I pay $60 a session. Oh, I can get discount my sessions if I buy more. You know, 10 sessions is now $500. And that model still does exist. It does. And I feel like we now have breakouts though, because I would do that. But now, well, and when I did break out, I would go to their homes. Sure. And that's how I would train. Sure. Know, around Lake Minnetonka, whatever, where they have their own gym in their house. So when I was consulting for gyms up until like about a year ago or two years ago, I would say, listen, do you know that 5% of the population can afford traditional one-on-one personal training? Because traditional one-on-one personal training means two, if not three sessions a week. Let's just go with two. Okay. That's about eight a month roughly, right? At a 50, 60 bucks a session, do the math, do the risk, takes about $500 a month. Dig it. And if you go three times at 80, and that's not uncommon in some metros, you're $1,000 a month. I said most people, or many people I should say, not most, many people are paying about $1,000 a month, $700 to $1,000 a month. Raise your hand if you can afford that in a room of whatever people, and you don't get a lot of hands that go mm-hmm. up. That that's that's a mortgage payment for some people, right? It's not a car payment anymore. We'll get let's get it down to below a car payment. So now enter small group personal training, and I've said this for years. And, yep. If you do definitely. it right, you can get four people, five if you got a good trainer coach. But I'd rather just stick with four. And now you're down in that too. So that's a big change that I've seen. The people that can pull that off. Um, you, uh, oh God, what's it? Alloy Fitness, Alloy Fitness out of uh, Georgia, their franchising. Okay. That's one if you're out there, you, if you have one near you, I would recommend checking out. Small group Yeah, because if you, if you go to the F45 or you go to the Orange Theory, it's a little different. It's more watered down. It's not as specific. It's not as strength intense, but you're going to get, you know, you're still going to get a good workout, but you're going to pay about 120, 140. So anyway, I the, one of the biggest changes I've seen in the last 10 years, specifically the last five years, is that, and you're going you're gonna to continue to see it, Kitty, is people really understanding and embracing small group because now people can get into that, get those results of 700 to 1,000 a month in 250-ish dollars. There you go. And that's still not for everybody. No. But- You, you wouldn't really enjoy being part of a small group train because you're, you're more of a solo guy. Am I right? It's or a great. It's a, no, no, you're 100 percent right. So it's a great question, though. Is if if my goals were specific, let me let me say it a different way. If I wasn't knowledgeable because of where I've come from in the industry to know how to do it on my own, mm. I would yeah, I would have to embrace it because I well, I'm not spending seven hundred thousand dollars a month. Even if I made a million dollars a year, I still think that's you know nuts. I also think that when it's small group, you actually learn more than if it's just solo trainer, because you know maybe with a solo trainer, you're just 
doing exactly what they say. Whereas if the trainer's attention is being split with four, it actually might teach you a little bit more about your form, about paying attention to your own, you know, taking responsibility for what you're doing. I, I love the small group idea. I don't disagree. And, you know, like, you know well, and also with small group and training, one thing that I wanted to bring up is the change that I've noticed in the last, you know, maybe five years is that time freedom, at least for my generation, I know even in my career, time freedom is by far my biggest value that I need and flexibility because a lot of people aren't going to wake up at a certain time and go at a certain time. So having small group or the virtual options, I wanted to bring that up because they were here before. <clears throat> anything happened with the pandemic. Yeah. How do you feel about virtual options, Jay? Well, what do you mean? Like going- Like Zoom zo classes- Throwing up my and computer. Or and or yeah. videos that have been pre-recorded. Well, whatever gets anybody moving, I'm never, sure. I'm never gonna say don't do it, ever. Especially if it's for somebody who isn't that active and is getting back into fitness or for the first time or embracing it again. Yeah, whatever, whatever floats your whatever boat. Whatever floats the boat. I, I'm, all, I'm all for, but if you're gonna ask me, do I think that they would be in a better better shape if they went to small groups sure they would be dig it so here's a here's a question i have as you're talking about you said it was 12 percent yeah and I, then it went up to 17 is that I, correct well i mean it, it not overnight but i mean yes it went it, so gosh don't quote me on this but i i'm fairly close here in, in 1995 it was probably 12 percent of the population belonged to a gym by uh, they made the bold statement that by 2020 be 40 percent. so do the math on that in 15 years um it would, be, or I'm sorry, 25 years, 25 years, it would go to 40%. Okay. It's at 17 or 18 right now. And it's been, it's only creeped, it's creeped up a percentage every two to three to four years. So Here's I, my question to back yeah. that up. I feel, I mean, I've been told that fitness and physical training and all that stuff is a bajillion, fulfillion dollar industry that just keeps growing. Mm -hmm. How is that number not growing? But the fitness industry, the diet industry, the workout industry, how does that keep growing? Well, they're separate industries, the diet and the workout industry. I, I, I mean, I, I would don't think know if, that they, they would semi-go together. Yeah, but I don't know if, if, those, if, if you're hearing that bajillion dollar industry, I don't know if they're grouping it. You'd have to, I'd, we'd have to look up. What, I just find that to be a little odd. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll do, a, I'll, I'll try to clarify this or try to make sense of this. The, the pills and potion industry ah. is always growing and Bingo. will continue to grow. That one, I don't know what percentage of people use pills and potions, but it's way more than 17%. I don't need to be sure. showing a study. Right. And and as population grows, that helps everybody, right? Yes. So the percentage, you know, so the gym industry still grows, but they've been trading members for years at the mainstream gyms. That's largely what you're seeing. And let's not forget that, you know, I think it's 40% or I can't remember what there's a percentage of people who have been a member of a gym but currently aren't. I mean, there's people dropping all the time. Sure. So I I don't know what that I don't I'd love to know what this percentage is of people who have been a member or are currently a member. But I think you'd be surprised to learn how low that number is. Really? We've I've asked you before. You can think of three family members right now who have never been a member of a gym. Bingo. I'm yeah. yeah. So this is this is real. I mean, this there's still a lot of people who aren't. But a better question we should be asking ourselves during a pandemic. And I said I wasn't going to bring up the pandemic. Bring it on. Is how come the CDC here? I'm going to attack the CDC. Is not spending time emphasizing the importance of exercise related to dealing with a virus. And, and, and it's, the science is there. You're less likely to get a virus if you, I mean, there's a study recently that shows you're less, less likely to get the virus if you are exercising. I hope our listeners and, just heard all that. And if you do exercise and work on a regular basis, you are way more likely to survive or have less problems. You you're 700% times more likely 
to uh, to die from this virus. Yeah, seven hundred percent more if you are obese or overweight. That is a fact. But what here, was, but here we are. Here we are talking about should we wear masks or not? Which I'm not saying is not an important discussion. But my goodness, CDC. Well, as Barry Vincent said, it makes you harder to kill. Yeah, working out right makes on. you harder to kill. Yes, yes, hundred percent. So, um, what do you? Uh, just a question before we dip out of here. What kind of predictions? Do you have for the next 10 years? You were mentioning... We're all going to yes. die from COVID. Well, no, I'm whoa. kidding. So, uh, <laughs> so... And when you said Ursa, was it yeah. Ursa that you mentioned yeah, did yeah. the prediction? Yeah. See, I'm thinking it's like a Nostradamus type. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, like, oh, that's, that's a new psychic nah, I haven't heard of, but we know you're not into So that, my so. prediction for the next 10 years, it, 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 if if that's what you're asking... Yes, correct. Um, I, mean, I haven't thought about it until right now, but it, it's more of a hope as, as it is a prediction because I would just say, I don't Optimism? know. No clue. Yeah, is that we do see more and more of that small group uh, type of facility. I want people to have access to a coach and a trainer and not probably for the reasons you might think. It's not because I think that they need instruction and education and even motivation, although I think motivation would be would, Does would be top of that list. Accountability. But they need somebody to tell them what to do, not because people are stupid, but because people are they don't want to think when it comes to fitness because they think in other in their job and in their family and how to get ahead and you know that's all this. their time to sift through it's, their other stuff. They, they want to be fit and they they enjoy it. I think that people can learn how to enjoy exercise. I think you do, and Absolutely. I think I do. And if you just have to show up and trainer Dan and three other people with three other people, you and three other people and trainer Dan, he says, "All right, guys, do this." And by the third or fourth session, you know what I mean. We're gonna we're gonna warm up with uh, crab crawls. We're gonna roll up with high knees. We're gonna right. warm up with. And now, guys, you grab you do this, you do this, and you're just like, tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And it's not a fluffy exercise like maybe Orange Theory. And I'm not saying you get a good workout. There. Oh yeah, that's not you get a good fluffy. workout, Ooh. but but you're not progressing. You're not getting where you want to get. But with Dan as your coach, in that $250 a month, I keep coming back to that number with with that small group. He's actually got a chart on you. And he yes. actually is going to say, Kitty, let's sit down for five minutes. You know, you're not losing that weight that you said you wanted to lose. What's going what on? What are you eating? Mm-hmm. So anyway. Love it. I think that's all I got for you, Jason. Love it. Thanks for, thanks for bringing your expertise. Thanks for I appreciate ask, it. For, thanks for picking that awesome topic. You're very welcome. You're good, I appreciate you. You're good at picking those topics. I dig it. Anything else you need to tell these people? That are listening, thanks for supporting, subscribing, sharing. Yeah, hey, sharing. listen, you can uh, you can email us podcast at powerblock.com. Do it. And you would do that if you wanted to say, hey, great podcast, bad podcast, you should let Kitty talk more, whatever you want to say, you can, at podcast at powerblock.com, if you have a question, we probably will ask it on the air. Yes. And uh, there's another email called my story at powerblock.com. Why would anybody email that, Kitty? Because if you do have a story of how you've utilized Power Blocks, what they've done for you, why you enjoy them, we want to know what type of a journey you've had with and your let product. Me, and let me ask you this, since it's, and now we're going back to the topic. So you've been a trainer for how many years? Um, Let's see, about 10 now. Okay. Have you noticed a difference in how people train? I've seen a difference in how they show up or not. I've seen a difference in... Um, How the trainer shows up? No, no, no. I've seen a difference in my clientele okay. is what I'm saying. I didn't... Okay, so trainer. Have I noticed anything in training difference? Well, yeah. Um, I've noticed that a lot more people want virtual options mm. because they want to do it when they want to do it. Mm. And that's probably the biggest. But now there's space for that with mm. the pandemic. So, You know, another thing back to small group is that, it, you know, if you schedule it, you know, if typical small group studio will, will have scheduled sessions yeah. and then you sign up for them, and the reason that I think is more effective for, here, here's my fear of somebody doing it when they want to do it, is that they're not going to do it. 
right. they're going to find a reason not to do it. But if you if you've got 4 p.m. down and you get penalized at my studio, Jason Lindsay's studio, I'm not going to like you're not going to get charged 50 bucks, but you're going there's going to be some sort of some type of repercussion yeah. or yeah. response. You can't cancel 10 minutes. Bingo. Out, so. Yes. Anyway. Well, all right then. All right. Good point. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. Yeah. Peace out.